Hi, I'm new to this podcast. Um, my name is NH on the mic. Today, I have two guests with me. If they want to introduce themselves, they can. All right, my name is DJ A.B. Smooth. I'm from, from the last week's podcast. Um, we're here today to talk about a little bit of stress, and then I'm going to let you, uh, our new, new guest, introduce himself today. How's it going, y'all? My name is SKY. Um, I am new to the podcast, and I'm excited for uh, what we have in store. Yeah, okay, so today we're going to be talking about a little bit about stress, but first we're going to catch up with each other. Nasa, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How's school? <laughs> How's school since you just started? Uh, it's stressful a mm-hmm. little bit because I'm not in an actual class mm-hmm. and I want to fall asleep all the time, so. Okay, that makes sense. What about you, Sky? <laughs> um... I'm doing well because mm-hmm. I am no longer in school. Um, since I graduated, I'm just working and uh, started my career out. And yeah, just, but you know, with all this stuff going on, it has been a little, uh, little problems. But you know, uh, we're still pushing. Okay, good. for me, I've been doing good. We've just been coming to work, and you know, I'm not in school either, so I don't have too much of that whole pressure of getting assignments done online. But, um, you know, we've just been coming to work trying to turn all this content to virtual, which is why we're here with the podcast. And like I mentioned earlier today, our big topic is stress. So, what do you guys think stress is? And we're kind of specifically talking about stress for teens. How, what do you think their kind of stress is? Like what does stress mean to yeah. me? So like I mean everybody has like their different like like stress is like an undefined thing because people can be going through a lot but like it still equals up to like stress. So like my thing is like different issues going on at home, work, with yourself, just like that's stress and just like you like thinking about it or like in a constant battle with it is stress. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I would say yeah it's just that that thing that burdens you. Um, you're you're trying to live life but then there's something that's just weighing on you and you can't get it off but there's always ways of uh, releasing stress. So. Yeah so yeah like kind of if you think about it stress is kind of like on a line and you're kind of like in the middle, like you're kind of always maybe worried or stressed about something, but it's kind of the way you handle it. So you could handle it negatively by doing unhealthy coping mechanisms or um, you'll feel like you have like a lack of control and your emotions are all over the place. But if you go more towards the other side, um, you'll feel like you can handle challenges and you're ready for challenges, but you just cope with it in a positive way. And for like teens, like we're saying right now, kind of things that might stress them out, like what you said, is like maybe family, school, especially probably right now with this whole coronavirus thing, that's probably a big stress because they had to figure out how they're going to handle everything now, like where everybody's just moved and isolated and teens that, you know, maybe relied on that whole interaction with their friends at school can't do that anymore. And so it's probably causing um, a lot more stress. Um, Nasa, the question is also for you. Um, what do you feel like, um, like the stress you're feeling now, how do you feel like you are coping with it? Probably not in the best way, because like, <laughs> I use sleep to like <laughs> cope with it, or like I listen to like music and like move around, because I was like, I'm a person who has to do something like in that moment, like with anger, because I know like it piles up, or just like anything, so um not in the best way possible, but I'm trying to change that as That's time goes on. That's okay. What's really stress? Um, there is uh, stress 
like coming out of college because you're trying to find that 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 thing to start your career. Um, but uh, I would say that my my main thing was I gotta stay active. I have to do something. I have to make sure mm -hmm. I'm uh, staying positive. So uh, there's certain certain things like uh, like my kids over at EMS. I like to do some yoga, mm -hmm. and I like to do a lot of uh, play a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'm a creative, so I always like around this time. I've I've been super creative. I've been like staying on top of shoots. I've been even doing free shoots just just to like, get stuff out. Mm -hmm. Free shoots, right? yeah. Hey, it's Founders Day, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know. Those, I mean, those are random, so, <laughs> so you never know when that's going to happen. This is first and last show, guys. <laughs> but no, okay. yes, as, as, as we've seen, so everybody pretty much handles, everybody has stress. It's not just teens, it's not just adults, it's kind of just everybody. Um, so BGCA released some data last, two years ago, just about how teens and youth handle challenges, and it says 68% um, teen, of teens say when something important goes wrong, they just cannot stop worrying about it. So that's what, seven out of 10 teens out of Manhattan, out of thinking about of our teen program, that's probably about half of you guys, over half of you guys who feel you just can't stop worrying about something. And then another one, it says 65% um, say that when something important goes wrong in life, they try to keep people from finding out. So not only are they stressing, but they're isolating themselves, they're keeping themselves away from people. And a lot of that, um, a lot of that leads to even more Chronic, chronic stress disorders, which is more of that it's ongoing. You don't even know if you're stressing because you're always in that same state. And so then they looked at it at a BGCA and then they looked at it at a national level. And nationally, in 2016, 62% of college undergrads say that they have feelings of overwhelming anxiety, of stress, of chronic stress that was carried over from high school to college because they were never shown how to properly cope with it. And then another statistic is 12.8% of teens between the ages of 12 to 17 reported having one depressive episode. And if you look at the number, that's 3.1 million teens in America that have faced some type of anxious or um, depressive um, episode. What, do you, what do those numbers make you guys think? Everybody's going through it. Mm -hmm. So that means that somebody has an answer. Mm -hmm. So I, I always try to think of like wow not don't think of the negative stuff think about like how can I get out of certain situations so somebody knows how to do it um, and that's just that's just something to think about because somebody got out of it so that means you don't have to dwell in that, that situation mm -hmm. uh, that like once you say like the like when you can't stop worrying about a problem or like you keep people from finding out your things I just found out I'm part of the statistic because that's what I do. <laughs> like, uh, so that's like pretty like, that just opened my eyes even more because I didn't think like that people actually like, you know, not really take this in for like consideration, but like not a lot of people speak about this. This is only like something like when something major happens at like our school, like suicide thing that happened last year, that's when they take it into consideration. But like when somebody goes into somebody's office or something, like sometimes I feel like counselors don't take that seriously mm -hmm. and so then it's just like a back burner it's like okay let's put this mm -hmm. off to the side because we've moved past this dark path like mm -hmm. moment so like let's do positive when really like mm -hmm. there's positive moments but like there's still negative like mm -hmm. moments that people have so it's just kind of like 
I don't know, just seeing this on paper kind of just like brightened my eyes. And on another yeah. statistic, it said that suicide is the second leading cause of death for youth ages 10 to 24. Wow. And that's a big number. That's and like, scary. That's scary, yeah. Like, that could, that's our, what, fifth graders all the way up to college students. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane to think of that. You know, our even our youngest members are having suicidal thoughts. And like you said, you feel like it, this only gets talked about when something happens. Like, you know, the coronavirus happened and now we're talking about stress, but it should have been like an ongoing conversation so that exactly. when these events happen, you guys can properly cope with it. Now, those are some of the negative statistics, but there's actually a lot of positive statistics. Um, and this is coming from ch- club children and club youth that, you know, attend teen programs or um, are just part of the, the teen atmosphere. And so it says 90% of teens that are part of programs say that when something important goes wrong in life, they try to figure out how to do better next time. 92% said that even when something's really hard, they keep working at it. 87% say um, thinking of a different, they think of different ways to solve problems. Um, 81% that they know the emo- they know their own emotions, they're able to identify their emotions. And then 91% say, I want to help when I see someone having a problem. So they recognize their own emotions, and then they've um, helped others recognize those emotions and help them deal with those um, issues or situations that they might have. And so, Nasa, since you're a club teen, um, how do you feel that um, having a club, even though we're kind of moving to virtual, how do you think it helps you manage or cope with your stress? Because um, I have people there for me, because I remember... I got into Boys and Girls Club without, like, even knowing anything of it. So, me, like, making friends throughout, like, this whole entire journey that I've had, it's, like, people are always there for me. Even though they're going through problems, too, it's, like, a, like, give and take. So, like, you give and then you take a little bit, but, like, you're also, like, helping each other, like, through your problems. So, it's, like, happiness all over the place, I guess. Okay. like that. I like that. Um, Skylar, you know, because you work with teens, how do you feel like, you know, you've been able to help other, like, teens that, you know, are probably don't know how to handle their emotions or situations as well, just because they're young, how do you feel like you've been able to help in the area? Um, well, yeah, like you said, like, they're uneducated when it comes to certain things, so you just have to plant a seed in their mind that some things aren't cooler than others, um, and basically just try to, uh, I, I say, like, big brother them or big sister them in a way so like you don't want to like like be like no that's not cool you gotta be like hey man listen to me <laughs> I'm, I've been in your shoes and I'm trying to show you how stuff is actually supposed to be and how this will help you in the long run so you don't want to get too like aggressive with it but uh, just make sure that they can hear you yeah, I like that. So yeah, you talk about like you don't want to be too aggressive because maybe if you're too aggressive, you know that might actually cause them to have negative coping mechanisms mm-hmm. because you know, you got to meet them in a positive way. You can't meet them with negativity because they don't know they don't know how to react. They haven't been shown the right way. So then, what are you guys? What kind of negative coping mechanisms? Negative coping mechanisms are there? What would you say are some negative ones that maybe teens engage in right now? Um, some negative ones. Uh shutting down like like I would say like they don't they won't open up to somebody they'll just let stuff happen and then you'll be even more (laughs) deep because now like there's been time that's passed and now people have forgotten but you're still thinking about stuff Mm -hmm. so I would say yeah 
mentally or any maybe negative ones maybe you've done or maybe your friends have done? So nothing I have done personally, <laughs> but um, drinking. Yeah. I know people who drink when they're stressed. Uh, vaping. It's a coping mechanism. Definitely. Yeah, I have like people who go like that's they don't do it all the time, but like when stuff is bad, that's when they do it. Or like any other drugs, I don't really hear about because. I mean, if they're willing to open up to me about it, then I'll be fine with it and try to help. But like other drugs, which I don't know how you get, but we're not even gonna ask that question. But yeah, drugs and then self-harming. Mm -hmm. So kind of goes like on the long of like suicide and stuff, but like not to the far extent of like taking your own life, but like causing harm to yourself to make you feel good or express like that energy that you want to express out, but you just do it to yourself. Some good negative ones, yeah. I know vaping is a big one right now with uh, teens, um, just because it's easily like accessible. Like you can get a vape anywhere, um, and it's you know not something that's it's something that's right now with the Congress. It's kind of like up in the air, and so people don't really know what age to restrict it at. Even though they're trying to move it to 21, I know that somewhere 18-year-olds um, can still purchase it, and so you know people use that, and you know. We have to come at it at a place from positivity. So, um, what do you think then? You know, we talked about some of the negative ones. What are some positive coping mechanisms? Maybe some that the club has helped you learn, or maybe some that you've seen from other people um, outside of the club. What do you think you have? Or what kind of positive coping mechanisms do you guys think you have? Um, I would say expressing yourself in some type of platform. Mm -hmm. Um, so like some would say I, I would paint or somebody would, would do this. You've seen angry paintings before, mm -hmm. you know? So like I always, I was yeah, expressing yourself in some type of creativity or art or opening up to somebody, uh, that you trust. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I forgot the word. <laughs> Positive coping mechanisms. What do you think you have? Um... Uh, Health, like working out. Yeah, True, walking, getting oh, yeah. fresh air. Uh, if you have animals, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have animals, but I know, like, every time, like, I'm around a dog or a mm -hmm. cat, they're so loved, even mm -hmm. though they might not like you, but you <laughs> like it. So just, like, having something else there, and then maybe, like he said, like, expressing yourself in, like, a different way. I know, like, mm -hmm. when I get overwhelmed I type not a lot but that's only like under like certain situations mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's like a positive I really don't know what that's else okay. no that's good you know it's always good to kind of have like you know sometimes positive coping skills can be individual like you know mm -hmm. everybody has kind of their own different thing that um, kind of helps them manage their own stress you know for me um, an unhealthy way that I was handling my stress was I would binge on Netflix. I could like I would watch Netflix for like 12 hours a day on the weekend because I was off. I had my own time. I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. But then after those you know 12 hours watching Netflix, I just felt extremely down. I didn't you know I felt like isolated. And so I had to figure out how to turn that and balance that. You know maybe watch one episode of you know Netflix and then you know go take a walk. You know doing something that's getting me out. And then another thing is also like 
saying no to some things like you know you don't have to do everything don't overload yourself especially like the time we're in right now don't make don't make yourself feel like you have to get everything done in one sitting you know space it out give it balance it out you know give yourself you know i'm gonna do my homework now for an hour and then the next hour um you know i'm gonna play my video games or i'm gonna go watch a show on netflix or i'm you know i'm gonna go take a nice shower or do something i'm gonna read a book something i want to do and then go back to your homework so you just don't feel like you're overloading yourself um, some other ones it kind of talks about in here is sleep, improving the quality of your sleep. How do you, how important do you guys think that one is, improving sleep? It is so important. <laughs> it is so important. You, I personally don't sleep that, like, great, because, mm -hmm. uh, I would say, like, in college, I, I learned a lot of bad habits of pulling all-nighters and staying up till, like, four o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. so it's just, I honestly... Don't uh, don't really have a problem with sleeping, whatever. Because I'll just be like, I mean, if I'm not doing that, I'm staying in the bed. <laughs> but like, I do if if I know I'm doing something, I'll make sure I have that timer on mm -hmm. and make sure I'm going to bed early or whatever. But uh, if those nights when you get the eight hours of sleep, oh, it's mm -hmm. over. With. You're you waking up. You're waking up feeling like young like i don't even if that if that means <laughs> okay i'm old so like i feel like when you wake up like you feel like oh wow i'm re rejuvenated i yeah. feel like i'm i'm ready to go wake up like hmm wow it is a good day <laughs> let me go check it out <laughs> it's okay like that Lisa. um yeah definitely sleep is important i haven't been doing that because ever since Corona hit. <laughs> and like spring break, like you're already off your schedule and then you try to get back and then you're like, oh, no school online. Then I like have an advantage, but you don't. Cause like literally I don't go to bed right now until 3 a.m. Yeah. And I stay up, well, yeah. I wake up at 12.30 cause I have to go to training. I have to go to work. And then I stay up this time with naps in between, which is, I'm getting more, I'm getting more sleep, but I'm not getting more sleep. And then, what, what else? I'm on my phone, I'm doing homework. <laughs> and so that's not good. So I'm trying to like switch up that pattern, but it's hard right now because if you have like a lot of time on your hands, you're in a house and you have family, which can be, oh my God, crazy, mm -hmm. but. That's okay. Sleep is a hard. I don't one. know no, what hard. else to do. Having a healthy sleeping schedule is really hard, um, especially if you already have like a poor sleeping schedule. It's hard to get out of that. It's really like I totally understand that. Um, so you know, I challenge us since we're kind of like talking about this. Maybe for the next week we have a healthy sleeping schedule. No. Eight hours. <laughs> eight hours a day. Even I when I do it. get eight hours a day, like during like a school day, I feel like I'm tired during how, the day. You need to wake up at nine a.m. Try waking up at 9 a.m. and see how it goes. I mean, I okay, so I set my alarm clock. So, like, yeah. even though I go to bed at 3, I set, like, an alarm clock, like, my usual time I get up for school, which I get up, but then I hit snooze and I fall back asleep. Yeah. Then I have, like, another timer at 8, then I fall back asleep. So, at least, like, like, my body can, stop. like... Yeah, I feel like you need to stop. Well, the, the, the first one, delete it. Mm -hmm. Just have the I'm last you, one. Yeah, uh, but I, wanna, I would say don't just have, like, the last one. Have... Like, uh, the last one, but, like, have, like, one every, like, two minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Next so you're time. not, like, 
ah, now I'm up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know there's more because I, I put them <laughs> yeah. there. So I'll wake up later to have that one. That's just like, yeah, just have that okay, last okay. one and then like a few other ones after so you can get up so that you're not messing. Because even if like you have one at eight and then you have one at nine, and then that's just gonna mess, you're just gonna have inconsistent sleep. It's exactly. Gonna make, it's gonna make yeah. your sleeping worse. And then you're just gonna think like, oh, well, in the back of my mind, I know that there's another one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm it's good. okay if I go back to sleep. <laughs> that's what I challenge you, okay? I challenge you to try to fix your sleeping schedule just for a week and see how, we could talk about it next week, how you felt about it. I can try to do that. That's it's not right. guaranteed. That's all right. I like trying. Honestly, like I've, I've got to a point where I'm really good at like managing like when I wake up and mm-hmm. when, I'm not, when not to. Cause like I used to work at this construction place where I would get up at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and it would, and then like I, those days I would still go to bed around like one or two just cause like I don't care like I just didn't no yeah care. no when I was um when I was at Kaleo last year my I had to be up at five a.m. because I had Jeez. to be at work at five thirty every day Monday through Friday and I. I'm not, I am not a morning person, so it took me a long time, but once I got on that schedule, because we would be up from 5 a.m., and then we'd have stuff all the way to about, like, 11 o'clock at night, I felt good, like, I'm, even my, my skin cleared up, like, I didn't feel tired throughout the day, which was so weird, because I'm always, I'm still tired to this day, because I stopped waking up at 5 a.m., but, like, I felt really, like, improved, like, my, uh, my physical problems, like, I felt like, um, I wasn't tired as much, my immune system, like, I didn't get sick over the summer, um, even like the stuff like emotionally, like I felt like my emotions were more balanced maybe because I had like a healthy sleeping pattern. Yeah. So you know, more consistent. Yeah, it, it was every day five. Like there was no change to it. Like every day was I was just up at five a.m. So um, you know, consistency really helps improve a lot um, when it comes to um, you know your emotional health. Definitely. Another thing they say to do is perform physical exercise because it can yeah. boost your mood and reduce stress. What do you guys feel about that one? I I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in sports, I I know for a fact like you would just start feeling more confident. You, I mean, you might start talking a little bit more because like yeah yeah I'm feeling good. I might I might wear that shirt I wore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like because because when you're feeling good uh, physically, you you just have that that uh, that look on you like I know who I am. Um, just because, I mean, you put in the work for certain things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's you got to. You got to. Nice. How about you for physical activity? <laughs> well, when I was actually in school, it was, like, better because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is an hour dedicated to, like, me exercising. And it's, you're not forced to do it, but, like, you get a grade. So, like, then you actually, like, put effort into yeah. it or some people don't. There's always some people don't. Mm-hmm. But now that I don't have, like, equipment and like I don't really like going walking or running because I don't feel like it's doing anything to me I have to like actually like do weights I don't have that so it's just kind of like push-ups there you go. <laughs> don't, hey, don't, hey, all I heard was the excuse. Hey, so I was like, hey, we can, we can, I can put you on some workouts. Oh, yeah, you could do maybe like a 30-day challenge just to like something. Like right now, me, because I hate exercise. I hate it. There's nothing about exercise that I like whatsoever. Um, um, one bad. thing um, I do now, I just, because something little just to get me kind of started, I do like, I started with 10 squats and then I added five each day just to get me something started. And it takes like, it takes less than three minutes. And so it's helped me just a little bit so that even in this time, because I get off so much earlier and I can't really do much, I'm at least keeping myself physically active, you know, and I'm getting a nice body for summer. So like, you know, it's like, there's still perks to it. It's just, you know, it is hard getting into that exercise space if you are just not somebody that 
enjoys it whatsoever and I'm definitely one of those people but I'm trying I am trying that's all that matters as long as we try exactly um another one it says now is eating healthy foods it says mm. that your diet can have an effect on your mood and sense of well-being you say about that one <laughs> see um yeah my 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 diet is a little it's I always get like I get mad at myself and then be like okay I'm about to eat healthy <laughs> and then I'll be like hey well that does sound good today. And then you'll start spiraling all over again. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, that was some good food. I want to have some more good food. Mm-hmm. But, like, in reality, uh, I I know about, like, like diet and whatnot. But I just, I just try, mm-hmm. <laughs> try to close my ears <laughs> on it. Because I, I, always, I always think, man, I could just eat some good stuff and then be happy. But then afterwards, you're just yeah. like, dang, why did I, why did I eat that? Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, just you just gotta make sure that you are happy with yourself after mm-hmm. you eat. That's true. Okay, Lisa, and healthy Um, right now, I mean, probably not the best eating habits, but like I've learned to like proportion, like proportions. Mm-hmm. So like, if I eat this like today, I know that I have to do this later, mm-hmm. and like I make it like on my phone, like okay, you ate this, okay, so what are you gonna do now, like? Mm-hmm. You have to, like, balance it out. Mm-hmm. For me, that's how I cope with my eating during this time is, like, okay, if I have fast food now, later, I'm going to have to do all this other stuff to make up for the time. So it's kind of, like, it's punishment, but it's not punishment. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's just, like, discipline. You're disciplining yourself. Yeah. There you go. I'm trying to get yourself on, a, like, a consistent schedule. You know, uh, mine kind of goes in and out, too. Like, there'll be some days I'm eating really good. And then, like, on Tuesday, I went to Fat Shack. So, like, <laughs> I got funnel cake bites and the burger with mac and cheese on it. Like, I did not care. I was going to treat myself. But, you know, on the next day, I was like, you know what? This day, I'm going to just drink water. I'm going to bring my own lunch. You know, it's always just a balance. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself and, you know, going out to eat once in a while. It's just that when that once in a while becomes a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, exactly. Friday thing, that's when you need to look at your diet. Because it can affect your health which then can affect your mood. And it can also affect your bank account because you know how much money it is to eat out all the time. And yeah, it's not cheap eating out anymore. It's It's cheaper just to make yourself a little sandwich, grab (laughs) grab an apple and call it a day. Eat some salad. Go ahead, grab that thing of salad. Yep. Um, But yeah, so then another one it says to do, um, you know, we talked about sleep, exercise, eating healthy, is practicing mindfulness, saying positive thinking or optimistic attitude. Um, can help you in any situation and it can have a big impact on your physical and emotional wellness. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think? How, why do you think having a positive mindset, especially like right now with this coronavirus, how do you think that helps you? Because like, like with all these other things that you have to do, like sleep and stuff, like that can put like a whole toll on mm-hmm. all of that. Like if you're not in a good mindset and you're just like, okay, I'm going to eat this, you're going to still stay in that kind of mindset. Like, so it's like a good thing to have like a positive mindset. I don't know. It just yeah. like makes you look at more things instead of being closed-minded. Yeah. Okay. I always say like you don't want to dwell in the negativity. Mm-hmm. So if you have that positive mindset off tops, then you're one step ahead. So you don't want to uh, continue thinking, oh, man, we're stuck in the house. Think about this time. Like you can you get to rest. You get to reset yourself. You can learn new habits, you can do that thing that you haven't had time to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's how I always think about it. No, yeah, it's kind of like all about perspective, you know. The other day we watched a video on kind of like, because a lot of people have been posting like videos on how to look on the bright side of, especially with the coronavirus, and it was talking about like, 
you know, you can hear the birds chirping now, mm-hmm. and like the air is getting cleaner. So, you know, there's always kind of a bright side to um, situations, even though there is a lot to worry about um, and to be mindful of, especially like, you know, keeping the distance thing and making sure you're healthy and checking to make sure that you don't have any symptoms. It's always good to just see the bright side, like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm still able to come to work. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still able to enjoy my own life. I'm still, I, you know, I had hang out with my family. Um, you just have to see the positive. Um, and when you start seeing the positive, it's going to affect, obviously, it's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect what you do at work. It's going to affect what you do anywhere else or what kind of effort you put into your work because you just, you told yourself, you know what, I'm just going to focus on the good in this situation because that's all I can do. I, all I can do is just do the next right thing. Was that from, was from Frozen. He said, do the next right thing um, and not, not dwell on, on the negative. Uh, but practicing mindfulness is hard, so that's why we have some resources here that can actually help you. Now, obviously, um, you can definitely call the main hotline, and Miss Nace is going to give you a few numbers you can call for that have um, support. Um, but one thing you can look at if you don't want to talk to us and you want to talk to maybe somebody that's like a third party, um, the American Counseling Association um, can help you. Um, and they just provide counseling for pretty much any age, and they have different. Po- they even have their own podcast on just mindfulness and positive thinking, and you know how to deal with stress, anxiety, depression. Um, and then another one is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline that NASA Miss NASA is going to read the number to you. Um, and that one is just they provide 24/7 confidential support um, to anybody in distress, um, in crisis, anybody with your loved ones. Um, they can provide um, advice, um, give you. Um, tips on how to just handle yourself during this coronavirus and then thanks for life. Okay, so the first thing, the first hotline I would like to speak about is the suicide hotline because like you never know, like for somebody else or yourself. So um, it's one, ooh, 1-800-273-8255. And then we have the support hotline, which is right here and it's 75 3410924. Yep, and so if you want to call any of those numbers, um, and, or if you feel like you don't want to call, you want to just talk, we do have the group me still for any BTCA teens, or you can just message Boys and Girls Club of Manhattan on any social media platform, and somebody's going to try to answer and help in any way they can if it's us answering your questions or directing you to some resources that might be able to help you um, a little better. Um, and then um, also next week we have a new topic to be how you can be creative in this new epidemic, um, how to be creative virtually at home um, with your friends through you know Zoom or Snapchat or whatever platform you guys use. Um, so that's gonna be our topic, and we will see you next week. Have a good day. Hey hey. Hey bye.